This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 162 for Monday, April 28, 2014. This is probably going to be a shorter than usual podcast, everybody, just because uh, we've only got some news to do today. But we didn't want to let it slide and just not report the news at all, because that wouldn't be cool. Short but sweet. Yeah, short but sweet. Now, I've also noticed it's clearly your turn to have a big beard. Yeah, I've decided that uh, beard growing is something that I needed to do. After I did it at the beginning of the year through sort of January to March there, I've, uh, my beard's gone now, but yours yeah. is coming in nicely. I'm uh, I'm working on it. It's more of an experiment. I've had facial hair since I was 19 years old. I think I shaved it off once for probably a couple of months period. Uh, and then I've had a full beard until about 10 years ago. And then I, you know, stuck with a goatee for a while. So I decided to grow back the beard just to see what it was like again. That's good. You, I, I firmly believe that every man should have a nice big beard at some point in his life. Yep. And... Even, you know, unless it looks absolutely god-awful, you should you should recycle it once in a while, like every eight to ten years or so. Yeah, so I'm going to grow it until somebody tells me to cut it. <laughs> and that somebody is likely your wife. Uh, she's, she's a, she likes it, actually. So She's on okay. board? That's good. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens when it gets to, you know, be six to eight inches long, and <laughs> we'll see who says what then. When it's mountain man time. Right. Well, no, right. it's nicely trimmed, and I, I always shave my neck because uh, having a... A furry neck always kind of bothers me, so uh, yeah, it'll it'll be. Uh, I figure it'll be nice, long and bushy, and maybe uh, so kind of a cross between a biker and Santa Claus because it's going gray a little bit. Perfect biker Santa Claus. Now there's a Halloween costume for you. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. <laughs> biker Santa Claus, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, well we are going to report the news or the read the Walking Dead news, as I said, but before that we got a couple of things to do, and the first thing is I want to read an email we got from a listener this week. Awesome. And the listener is basically sending in a correction. Oh, good. Of something we said last time. So a couple of podcasts ago, you did not appear on the program because, well, we went through it last time. It was just too late, and it was all the uh, entries in the contest. And last week, we said that that was the only time you'd never been on a podcast. Oh, have we been corrected? Well, guess what, Jason? We were wrong. Was there a time that neither of us appeared on the podcast and it was just uh, your wife? (laughs) No. That ever happened? No, there hasn't been a wife cast yet. Uh, Neither of our wives have ever appeared on the show, eh? That's true. That's true. Maybe so they, when was it? Okay, so Sean in Vancouver writes, you had said in your last episode that number 160 was the first time Jason didn't appear in the show. But in episode 40, it was reported that Jason had birthday obligations, and so friend of the show Dave filled in. Nice. And I indeed went back and checked, and uh, sure enough, I didn't listen to it, but according to the notes on the website... Dave filled in on episode 40. Now, that was on February the 22nd, 2011. So Right. That's my wife's birthday. It was some time ago. Yeah, right on her birthday, right? Yeah. That's probably what, what happened right there. That's my wife's birthday. I wonder why we decided to record on her birthday when it was the show was not on the air. You think we could have moved it by a day or something like that? You'd think. You'd think, but whatever. What, yeah. What year? Sorry, what year? 2011. 
I don't remember what I was doing exactly, but it was a while ago. Yeah, so that episode was number 40. It was called Stranger because Dave was filling in, and we talked a lot about his, his comic, Stranger. Right. Um, and so there you go. So we stand corrected. There have been two episodes that you have not appeared on. Right. So th- uh, this one, rather than just simply, uh, you know, me not being able to and having a substitute, uh, this time was just uh, me not being invited. Right. I guess yep. there are various reasons for you not showing up, and you can hold that against me forever and ever if you'd like. Yeah, no problem. All righty. Now, this made me think of something else, though. A, a, another listener recently wrote in and asked me why they couldn't find all of our episodes available on iTunes all the way back to number one. And there is a good reason for that, which I'm going to tell you right now. It, cool. it has to do with the size of the RSS feed that gets generated when all of our episodes are included at back included back to the beginning. Right. That's 161 episodes so far. So that RSS file is getting rather large. And with the amount of people that we have, you know, who listen to the, the show, every time that RSS feed is accessed or updated, it results in a fair bit of bandwidth. Right. Um, It's not a totally unreasonable amount, but it was adding up quite a bit. So what I did is I restricted the RSS feed to the last 50 episodes. So the most recent 50 will always be there available in iTunes. And the rest of them, any, any others that you want that are outside that range, you can just find at our website, talkingdebpodcast.com. Oh, that's handy. Everything is posted there. So, you know, right back to the very first one in September of uh, 2009, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you want to find those, you can go, you can listen to them there, you can download the MP3 file, you can then load it into iTunes, you can do whatever you want with it. And most of them on the site are fairly easy to find because if you search for number whatever, you should find it. So if you put in like number sign, you know, 85, you'll find podcast 85 because every single one of them is titled with the number in the title. Right. So pretty easy to find them. So uh, just in case anyone else was wondering about why they weren't all available in iTunes, that is the reason. Now, um, the searching method on the site does break down a little bit if you search for like number one, because there's a lot of number 100 and so on and so on. So um you know, I'm sure you can figure out how to find the earliest ones if you'd like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just scroll through. That's also That also works, too. Uh, but anyways, thank you, Sean, for pointing that out. And uh, thank you, Jason, for only missing two episodes. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here most of the time. Most of the time. All right. All right. Before we get into the news, I also want to thank our latest patrons from patreon.com. We've got three new people who have donated at a level that deserves a thanking. Cool. <laughs> they may deserve a spanking, but uh, I'm only going <laughs> to give them a thanking right here. No, we're, we're only obligated to give a thanking. Yeah, that's right. Someday they'll, there will be a level where something else happens, but not yet. Anyways, yeah. uh, I'd just like to extend a thank you to Alan Cumbus, Carl Wessonen, and Bianks Vargas for supporting nice. us at the various different levels on Patreon. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you to them. There you go. You. <laughs> um, if you want to do, uh, if you want to join that exclusive elite club, please visit patreon.com slash the talking dead. That's P A T R E O N 
patreon.com slash the talking dead to help support the show all right with that out of the way let's get into today's uh walking dead news the walking dead news okay jason we have a few items in the news here to go over now it's been a few weeks since i've been collecting these so um some of you may have heard some of these these things before but you know you haven't heard our unique spin on it so that's true that's That's what we're doing and some of these things are a little bit spoilery only because most of them have to do with things that are upcoming in season five okay nothing major really just about potential characters things like that but if you're worried about it well thanks for listening for all of uh, nine minutes and we'll see you next week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but really it's not all that spoilery so uh, let's get right into it a new character is being added for season five played by a former university of georgia football player named chase vassar now there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this because of the way this was announced or sort of the way the, the lack of announcement for you know for the way it happened what happened is he tweeted about um, about getting a chance to have an audition on The Walking Dead. Right. And then later, I think it was a couple of weeks later, tweeted, it's official, tune in on October 13th on AMC for The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. So be fun. Yeah. And then he also hashtagged that cannibal twist. So there's a couple things about this tweet that people thought was interesting. First of all, oh, yeah. first of all, he said October 13th. Now, we don't know the season five premiere date yet. We might, but at he this point. except that October 13 is a Monday. Okay, so maybe he was wrong. Right. So maybe he, you know, I don't know, doesn't know what he's talking about or is making stuff up. I really don't know. Um, and as a note, IMDb lists October 12th, which is the Sunday before the Monday. Right. Okay. So, you know, sometimes, uh, typing is hard on uh, small devices and you, instead of hitting two, you hit the three and you hit send because you're super excited. Yeah. Super excited. So there could be that. The other thing is the hashtag cannibal twist. There is no official confirmation at this point that the walking dead or the people at terminus are indeed cannibals not yet not till now well so if he has does indeed actually have any inside information um he just sort of spilled the beans and there's one other thing that's interesting about this he sent a he sent a third tweet out after i believe deleting those first two tweets but as (laughs) as you know when you you know when something gets on the internet it's there forever yeah you can't delete from the internet you can't so his third tweet said, bad timing to say I've never watched an episode of The Walking Dead. Gotta catch up ASAP. So, okay, so the fact that he knows that there are cannibals uh, or thinks that there are cannibals but has never seen an episode of The Walking Dead probably means that they're cannibals. Well, how would he know that there is cannibalism going on if he's never watched the show? Everyone who has watched the show... Yeah is working off the assumption that they're cannibals, but he's never seen it, so how would he know? So what I'm thinking is going on here is this Chase Vassar guy is just overexcited. He does, in fact, have a role on the show, 
and he just doesn't know how to handle himself because this is the first, you know, big TV or acting job he's ever had. Right. And he's just tweeting things out and then deleting them because he's saying stupid stuff. Or this is all just a big ruse or, you know, there was some, maybe he did audition, but nothing has happened and he's just sort of playing with us. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, he, uh, I... <laughs> I think that he probably got the role and it probably has something to do with cannibals and they probably told him don't say anything and he said sure I won't t- I won't say a word to anybody but then tweeted it because that's not actually speaking so that's fine <laughs> and doesn't recognize that the internet is uh a tool in which you spread information globally that can never be deleted that can never be deleted so uh you know, running around naked uh, at a party is one thing, but uh, tweeting about it and posting pictures on Facebook would be something entirely different. So I happened to do that when uh, the internet was uh, not really in existence, or it existed, but it wasn't. It's not the force of nature that it is today. Yeah. But if I had done that today, there'd be pictures of it everywhere because Absolutely. all the people that had to track me down in the neighborhood would have taken a picture first and posted it on. Twitter or Facebook or whatnot. <laughs> so instead, I'm just going to announce it on the internet, you know, myself. Right, but it, it, in that case, you control the story much more so. Yes. Right? No yeah. no one else has the ability to confirm or deny exactly what happened. But in this day and age, lots of other people might because they'd all have pictures, right. as you said. So maybe he just kind of got overexcited and, uh, you know, let it spill out without properly you know, vetting it through the uh, the pub- publicity office of, of The Walking Dead. The appropriate authorities. Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, we may have a football player playing a role on the show next year. And if we do, he's going to have to learn to keep his mouth shut probably pretty soon. Or, uh, you know, he may not last that long. Right. All right. Uh, e! Online, going on to the next item, they have teased another character coming on to the show for next season. Now, this comes from their weekly spoiler chat article. Apparently, this is something they post on their site every week just to update on spoilers or rumors for shows. And they wrote, Our gang may have been in a tight spot when we last left them, but Rick and company are going to be recruiting as many people as possible in order to get revenge on those man-eating freaks who run Terminus. One of the allies we're most excited to meet is 17-year-old Burton. He may be young, but he's already suffered a great tragedy uh, when he lost his leg. Luckily, Burton does not let his disability keep him down, and his positivity is infectious to everyone else around him. (laughs) So I'm not sure that this, uh, you know, I guess the operative word in there is man-eating. Yes. Hyphenated word, I'm assuming. It is. Uh, uh, So... That might just be running off of the assumption that they're all cannibals, the same assumption that we're running off. I don't think they have any additional inside information. Well, in I mean, they are, a, um, they are a media outlet, so it's possible that they do. But again, if since, since the cannibalism thing isn't really a, a thing yet, other than everyone's assumption, I don't know that they would post anything based on inside information, or at least they certainly wouldn't present it as anything more than uh, rumor or assumption you know, based just the same way everyone else is assuming something. Right. Uh, but we also, but anyways, we have 17-year-old Burton, and he has only one leg. Nice. 
So hop along. We'll just call him hop along. Hop along, Burton. Of course. Uh, his positivity is infectious to everyone else around him, Jason. That's good. See, he's gonna be. He's gonna. He's an anti-zombie. <laughs> That's right. Maybe he. Maybe they're referring to the flu that everyone had in the first part of season uh, four. Well, I don't know if you can take the word infectious and kind of apply it to actual, you know, spreading of disease or mayhem. I think it's just, you know, he's a nice guy and everybody likes him. Well, that's the thing. This the the word infectious in this context is not uncommon to be used when, you know, you're so happy or whatever, you you make yeah. other people happy. But I still think these people are choosing their words carefully. And it's a play. It's a play on words. That doesn't, I don't think, and we can read any specific meaning into that. I choose to read meaning into everything. Okay. You choose away. Choose away. Well, anyways, we'll see what Burton has to do on the show when he shows up, if indeed he does. All right. One more thing about a new character. Now, this is kind of a funny news item because a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, 10 days or so, um, Catherine Heigl, it was reported that Catherine Heigl, the famous movie actress, was yeah. going to, was up for a role on the show as one of the residents of Terminus. Wow. Yeah. Now, this appears to be, I'm reporting on this because this appears to be an April Fool's joke that has survived April Fool's Day. Um, I, it, this, it, the, uh, the information first came, became aware to me when it was on the 18th or 19th of April, around that time, it was picked up by a bunch of uh, reputable news sources and reported that, you know, she was in talks to appear as a character. Uh, it was also reported by a couple of podcasting friends of ours who will remain nameless. But uh, I was a little skeptical, to be honest with you. So I went searching, and, and as far as I could tell, it was reported by Bloody Disgusting, the website originally, on April 1st. Right. And they credited the information to a site called Schmo Movies, which does not appear to exist. Right. So I came close to believing this until I went and did the homework and found out that Schmo Movies movies didn't exist and Bloody Disgusting, you know, reported it on the 1st. And then I assumed that it was an April 1st joke. But for some reason, it didn't really start showing up in other news sites until the 18th or 19th of the month. So it fooled a lot of people. Right. But as far as I know, and I believe now there's been an official statement from the casting director that Catherine Heigl will not be appearing on The Walking Dead. Right. And once again, thankfully, it's not uh, Robert Kirkman uh, saying that, that that she's not appearing on the show. Right, because then she could or she could not be. Because you can yeah, never that'd believe, be a bold-faced lie. You can never believe anything that comes out of that guy's mouth. Um, yeah. But I wanted to bring it up here just so that if you had heard this news and, you know, because it was like three weeks late in April, you didn't question it, um, just know that it doesn't seem like it's happening. Uh, I'm pretty sure at this point that it's not happening. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, an April Fool's joke that just kind of got away. Yeah. Got, got away from them. That's right. It just got it slipped out of their hands and then fell out there and there it was. So uh, Catherine Heigl not appearing on The Walking Dead. That's news for you right there. <laughs> you still there? Right. <laughs> it's, uh, sorry, we broke up there a little bit, uh, so I missed probably a few seconds of what you were saying. That's fine. You'll be all right. It wasn't important anyway. Probably not. Okay. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the comic for a minute, Jason. 
Okay. Just that briefly. Like fun. Yeah, just briefly. And this this does relate back to the TV show. Now, issue number 126 of the comic has just come out. I'm not going to spoil it. It was the end of a storyline called All Out War. Right. And as is typical, they release the covers or the cover images for, you know, two or three issues ahead. So we've already seen the issue, the covers for issue 127, 128, and 129. Right. And these were released actually before 126 came out, which kind of wrapped up the, the All Out War storyline. Now, I know you haven't read any of this, have you? Yeah, no, I don't I have no idea what's going on. You're only at number 100. Now, um, there was some speculation that starting with issue 127, the con the comic will be will change drastically. That's kind of what people were thinking because they were looking at what was happening currently and that was winding down and then the cover of 127 comes out and there is a a, a woman, a mysterious woman on the cover who we've never seen before. Right. So people were Catherine Heigl? No. <laughs> yeah, Catherine Heigl was on the cover of the comic. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was not her. Uh, but it was somebody we didn't know. So people did a lot of speculating. Who is that? Why is she there? What's happening? What does this mean going forward? You know, things like that. And a lot of people started to think that this meant that maybe the comic was shifting to focus on different characters. Um, not just right. introduce a new character, but spend some time and actually have new primary characters. For what reason or how they would get into that, no one really knows yet. Um, and it was all based on the fact that there was this new woman on the cover. Right. Right. So, it, yeah, it seems like a lot of speculation based on one image. But the funny thing is she appears on 128 as well. Yeah. So she's not just a nobody. She's a double cover person. She's a, that's exactly. Um, so it's, it's a lot of speculation. Now, Robert Kurtman was asked about whether or not there is a new group of characters appearing in issue 127. And his answer was no comment, read 127. Which that's for, unlike him. Which exactly, which for Robert Kirkman is very, very strange. He, as we've been saying, he always has a smart-ass answer for everything. In this case, he didn't have an answer. He said, You've gonna, you're going to have to read it. Do you think that means anything coming from him? I think it means that uh, he's basically saying, ask me no questions and I'll tell you no lies. Uh, so I think he, um, yeah, I think it means something. I think it, it means that it's going to be exciting. He, You know, everything he says, being truth or lie or no comment, the entire th reason that he's opened his mouth is to generate uh, excitement, to generate buzz in whatever it is he's talking about. Yeah. So he's taken the approach of, you know, teasing things. He's taken the approach of lying about things to shake things up. And now he's taken the approach of uh, no comment, wait and see. You know, so this is, uh, it's it's a common theme, but a different approach. Sure. So, so he, he he's, he's just trying to generate interest. And I think he's, it's working, right? He's so, interested. he's so all over the place that you never really have any, yeah, you just can't read the guy, right? Yeah. Um, now, as this relates back to the TV show or the TV versions of The Walking Dead, he was asked if 127 has anything to do with the TV spinoff people thinking right. that maybe these characters were characters that were going to be uh, in the TV spinoff. 
And he had this to say, for the TV spinoff, I'm coming up with that stuff. It's unrelated to the comics. What's happening in issue 127 is in no way connected to the spinoff TV show. Damn you, I believe him. It's funny, I believe him too. <laughs> you know? After, you know, saying on many podcasts, the last four or five podcasts, each time I've stated that everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And even in this episode, I've said everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Damn him, I believe him this time. I do too, because I don't think that there will ever be that direct a connection between the comic and the TV show. Even uh, this agree. even this new spinoff, right? Yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be any relation to the comic. I think if there was going to be a relation to a comic, there would be a spinoff comic. Correct. A new comic that has to do... Which I'm not putting it past him. There very, very uh, well may be a spinoff comic. He'd be a fool if he didn't have one. <laughs> He's done everything else. Sell. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, there would be, I, I don't know what the sales numbers are for the original comic is, but you got to think like 80% of those people at least would start buying the new one too. Frankly, I'm surprised there isn't a spinoff comic already. Yeah, true, true. I wonder if they're they're thinking of doing it opposite this time where the original comic existed for a bunch of years before the TV show came around, like six years or something. And now they're going to do a TV show and then put out a comic kind of after it, sort of reverse the order of things. That'd be weird. That'd be interesting. It would. I wonder if you can, well, I don't know. It's, you know, the TV show we have now is, is influenced by the comic heavily at times. Would it feel the same if a comic was influenced by a TV show? Or would the comic be closer to what we got on the TV screen? I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Yeah. I think uh, I fully believe that there's going to be a spinoff comic uh, to tie in with the, the TV show somehow. I'd be surprised. Um, so there you go. Uh, just in case anyone is wondering, the so the mystery woman appears on issue 127 and 128. And then the cover for 129 is a bunch of zombies, and all you can see is a hand on a cane. So somebody's hand leaning on a cane. And this just fueled the speculation a little bit more that maybe he was going to do a jump into the future. And, you know, our characters are old now. Like we have Rick, who's 65 years old, and he has to walk with a cane or something. And that's why we were getting new characters introduced. It's all just crazy speculation. No, it's it's a house MD tie-in. Oh, house shows up. That's right. Yeah, house shows up, starts diagnosing everything and you know, pissing everybody off, and you know, not making friends because <laughs> that's what he but did. Influencing eh? people. Yeah. There you go. All right, we just have one more item in the news, and that is, I don't think we've officially talked about this. That there are more Walking Dead novels coming from Jay Bonansinga and Robert Kirkman. Right. We've mentioned it because, you know, I met Jay at Walker Stalker Con in Chicago and went to his panel. That's where he announced to the world, actually, that there were more novels coming. We do have a little bit more information about them now, though. Oh, goody. There are four of them scheduled. Are they tie into the new uh, television show slash comic? Well, I wouldn't think so, but again, don't know for sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um, there are four of them, though. Just like there are yeah. four in the first trilogy, <laughs> so I, right. I, I don't know that they're if they're going to do a trilogy in four parts like they did this first time around, or if they're just going to do four distinct novels. But we do know that the first one is called The Walking Dead: colon, 
Descent, and it will right. be released on October the 14th. Nice. So October Which is a Tuesday. 14 is a Tuesday, yeah. Probably the Tuesday after the season five season, uh, premiere. Probably. Right. We don't know for sure, but so I'm just Descent, saying. That's, uh, there's a movie called Descent, right? The Descent. The Descent. A bunch, good. Of, uh, yeah, a bunch of people go into a cave and uh, hilarity and horror ensues. It's a good movie. Uh, and there's also a video game called Descent. I didn't like it. You didn't like the, it was the Descent? Of, no, I didn't really like it. It was kind of boring and I'm claustrophobic so I was uncomfortable most comfortable most of the time so uh, this is why I know that I'll never be an astronaut because I'm afraid <laughs> of uh, speed heights fire and enclosed spaces okay that's why you know you're never gonna be an astronaut <laughs> <laughs> yeah right there <laughs> okay that's why I didn't become a fireman because uh, I got accepted to uh, to be a fireman in the Sioux and, and I, instead of doing that I moved down to Toronto but uh, I decided that I didn't want to go because one of the tests for entrance into the fire school in the Sioux was uh, uh, they put you in a claustrophobic situation that was very uncomfortable and hot and I knew that I wouldn't want to do that <laughs> and then they light it on fire <laughs> I don't think you're in any real actual danger but uh, I'm claustrophobic and you know being claustrophobic I being a fireman is probably a mistake Honestly. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, no, I didn't like The Descent, but I liked The Descent, the video game. That was a lot of fun. Have I or played that? I don't, Descent. I don't remember that. When, you when... play a little tiny ship, and you fly around, and it's all 3D uh, rendering, 3D, and you, you there's no real uh, necessity for orienting yourself correctly. So, you, you know, orientation is completely up to you. So it's it's really interesting. Okay, I know. I don't think you're flying through a a maze, like you're a little tiny ship, and you're flying through another ship and through vents and open spaces and stuff. But uh, uh, gravity doesn't mean anything, and your orientation doesn't actually mean anything. So you could orient yourself, and and it's a spatial thing. It was a lot of fun. Sounds interesting, but yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. So video game good, movie not so good, novels yet to be seen. Yeah. All right. I don't well, think I don't think the novel will be anything like the movie or the video game. No, unlikely. Robert Kirkman had this to say about the novels. He said, I'm thrilled to be working with Jay Bonansinga on more novels. There is quite a bit of unexplored territory left in the Walking Dead universe, and I think people are going to love what Jay brings to this world in this medium. Right. I guess people already do love what he brings to it because uh, the first four novels... Uh, must have been successful. They're doing more. And I do really think that Jay Bonansinga is uh, an interesting, nice, enthusiastic guy. Whatever you can say about his writing, he is definitely, you know, he's he's doing it all. He's putting his his all into what he's doing. And, uh, you know, depending on what you think of the novels, that may be a backhanded compliment. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But he was definitely excited to be there and really, really cool with the fans and all that kind of good stuff. So, right. Um, First one comes out on October 14th, just fueling the fire that that is right around the time when season five is going to start. Yeah. I I speculate that it's a a group of people that were climbing K2 and at the top... uh, at the top of zombie outbreak, that's when the zombie outbreak really uh, took this group. And uh, so they have uh, zombie mountain climbers that no longer need oxygen are chasing the rest of the mountain tra- climbers trying to get down from the summit of K2. Jeez, that's not the a descent. It's not a bad premise, man. Yeah. 
zombie outbreak on the top of a mountain. There's a movie in there somewhere. Um, there are some spoilers out there for the for this novel. Uh, I'm not going to mention them here, but... Did I, did I just mention one? Did I just spoil the whole novel? You just spoiled the whole thing. There, I on. just spoiled the whole thing because I figured it out just by from the title. Yeah, you did. Descent. One word and you got the whole thing. <laughs> no, there are there is some information out there regarding the... Um, well, something spoilery about these books, so go look for that if you want to, but... Uh, you won't find it here. I will be reading them, of course, but I still have to finish the final uh, second half of Fall of the Governor, too. So uh, that will be Me happening too. soon. Okay. Well, Jason, that is it for the news. Do you uh, have anything else before we end the show already? No, I don't believe so. All right. Well, that was quick and dirty, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, we've got a few things to not really announce though, but just to run over for the next month or so of what we're going to be doing. Our next podcast will be coming sometime next weekend after we record our crossover episode with Jason and Karen on the Walking Dead cast. Cool. So you don't have to wait too long for that. It'll be out sometime next weekend, by the end of the weekend, I think. So not too long. Then after that, we are going to do our first Walking Dead actor spotlight for uh, for this off-season. Yes, nice. we are bringing the spotlights back. And in fact, there's lots of characters on the show now that we haven't spotlighted before. So Spotlit? Spotlit. So the first one we're going to do, Jason, why don't you announce his name? It's Lawrence Gilliard Jr. Who plays Larry Bob. Yeah, he went by Larry Gilliard for a long time uh, in his uh, in his credits. So here's what we're going to be watching for Larry Gilliard. A movie from 2002 called Would You... Sorry, 2012 called Would You Rather. Don't, right. don't know too much about that, but the poster for it is a close-up shot of an eyeball with someone holding a razor blade up to it. So I'm not so sure I'm looking forward to that. because It's that's, a horror movie... It, it's a horror movie, and I think it's pretty much a movie version of the Would You Rather game. Like, would you rather sweat mayonnaise for the rest of your life or <laughs> cry ketchup kind of thing? <laughs> but it involves... Okay, t- what's your answer? I don't know. I just made that up off the top of my, <laughs> well, top of my head. You got to have an I'd answer. Probably, uh, <laughs> I'd probably cry ketchup for tears. Ketchup tears or mayonnaise sweat. <laughs> I'd go with ketchup tears. <laughs> because you're not crying all the time. Only when you do cry, it comes out as ketchup. Right? Right. Well, I actually, I, I do have uh, overactive tear ducts, and my eyes have been watering pretty much my entire life. So it would be, you know, ketchup all the time. or But at least it's localized to my eyes, whereas sweat would be, you know, I'd be covered in mayonnaise <laughs> all the time. Uh, unlike just bad. part of the time as you are now. Yeah. Right. You know, at least you know, at least when I'm covered in mayonnaise now, it's by choice. Sure. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh okay. Well, I think I'd go with cry ketchup too, because I don't have overactive tear ducts and I really don't cry that often. And uh I could handle it if it was ketchup every now and then when I did. So Right. Uh there you go. Um I can't believe you just threw that out there. Uh the next movie will be two thousand three's The Machinist. Starring Batman uh, yes. and Lawrence Gilliard Jr. After that, we've got his first ever on-screen role, according to IMDb, movie from 1991 called Straight Out of Brooklyn. 
year was he born? 1990. No, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Check check it out on IMDb if you want. But that's his first credit, straight out of Brooklyn in 1991. Oh, 1971. He's uh, he's my age. Oh, yeah. Look at that. He's older than I thought. So 91. Now, then we have some TV that he has done. We are going to watch season one, episode one of The Wire. Nice. Season one, episode one, and two, actually. I'll probably watch both of those because I want to... I want to watch The Wire anyways, to be honest. And do you remember when we did our spotlight on Chad L. Coleman? Yes. Or did we do it or did we just talk about doing it? We, Anyways, we didn't include The Wire because he's not in it until later on. And I didn't want to watch The Wire in the middle. I wanted to start from the beginning. So now right. here we have Bob Stuckey or Lawrence Gilliard and he is in The Wire from the beginning. So it's the kick in the ass I need to start watching the show, which I'm excited to do. Yeah, he's in the first scene. Like, Perfect. He's in the first scene. He's in every episode. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. Perfect. So we will watch uh, season one, episode one and two. And then one more TV show called The Beast. And He's listed as being in a bunch of episodes, but I'm not 100% sure if he's in the first one. So we will definitely be looking at The Beast Season 1, Episode 2. And just because it's Episode 2, I'll probably watch Season 1, Episode 1 as well. Right. The Beast. Which is another show that, it's a show I've wanted to see. Yeah, I'd never heard about it before, but it was, it started in 2009, starring Patrick Swayze before he passed yeah, away. It's, it's the Swayze machine. Yeah, and he was on, uh, it was on A&E, as far as I know. So it will be interesting to check that out. And uh, I think that's a pretty good cross-section of stuff that uh, LGJ has done. Mm -hmm. The only other thing I wanted to try and find was a show, a sitcom he did called George, starring George Foreman. But yeah, that's kind of hard to find. I haven't been able to find even a, because anytime, if you type in George, you get all kinds of stuff. Right? Yes. If you do a search for George. If you do a search for George Foreman, you get all kinds of stuff because it's George Foreman for crying out loud. Yeah. So finding this show, uh, you know, on YouTube is is very hard to do. Like just even a snippet, like just a clip of something. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even go to YouTube, but it's not in iTunes. It's not in Netflix. And uh, it's, it's just hard to come across. So... We won't be watching that, but those other ones, Would You Rather, The Machinist, Straight Out of Brooklyn, The Wire, and The Beast, sounds like some good time watching TV. I think we need to go over to Lawrence Gilliard Jr.'s house and sit with him. I'm sure he has like some kind of copy of this uh, television show and sit with him and watch it with him. Larry, did you hear that? the thing to do. Invite us yeah. over, Larry. We're going to yeah. come over. And uh, from now on, with Lawrence Gilliard Jr., since you called him uh, LGJ, I, I was just thinking LG Jr., which means large junior. So I'm just going to call him large junior from now on. <laughs> okay, perfect. Large junior. Uh, he will be the focus of our next Walking Dead Actor Spotlight. And that episode, I believe, I think we'll record that on May 19th. So uh, I like the sound of that date. Okay, so we've got uh, a good solid three weeks to watch this stuff. If you want to watch it too and follow along, by all means do so and send in your thoughts and comments about Large Junior's um, previous body of work. Send it in to us and uh, let us know what you think of this stuff and we'll play some of your comments or read them on that episode if we can. Do it, do it. 
And then one more thing to remind you of is that we will be doing a live call-in show, as we announced last time, and that's going to be Saturday, June the 7th at roughly 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we'll have more information about that as we get closer to it, but that's going to be Saturday, June 7th, where you can get on Skype with us, call in live, and say whatever you want. Uncensored, unscripted. Pretty much. You can talk about The Walking Dead. You can ask us a question. You can let us know what you think of sweating mayonnaise or, or crying ketchup. You know, really, really whatever you want to. That's uh, just something we do for fun and going to maybe try to do more often. We'll see. Right. Um, and that's it. So a quick one today, everybody. We'll be back, like I said, next week when we do our crossover with Jason and Karen and then all that other good stuff. So until then, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Ciao. You know, at least when I'm covered in mayonnaise now, it's by choice. <laughs>